This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, welcome to Whiskey and Whitetails, the show for those that hunt with a passion and drink with a purpose. As always, I'm Gus. I'm Matt. And thank you to our loyal Patreon members for all their support. Thank you to the Waypoint Network for having us. And thank you to you for listening and supporting and everything you do to help make this show happen. Uh, we are super excited to bring you the first episode of this year's Seaweed Spotlight. Uh, we have a great guest lined up for you. Had a good time talking to Chad. Matt, who'd we talk to? Yeah, we had a great time. We were hanging out with Brian and Chris from Castaway Carbon, and uh, we basically wanted to have them on because of how many different types of cookware there is out today. And it's yeah. and for being a wild game cooker, I mean, it's you take this stuff into with the wood, you take this stuff with you into the woods. There's, I mean, there's so many applications for it, and you know that we love to cook. But the biggest thing is a lot of you don't know how to use a cast iron skillet. And I think we covered yeah, as we got, much as you're ever going to learn. We got pretty nerdy and in yeah. the weeds with how to how to kind of care and take care of these kind of pans. And uh, I learned a lot. I think, you know, you guys listening to this are going to learn a lot. So, 100%. Um, yep. Yep. We, we had a great uh, time. Talked to these guys for almost an hour, I guess. And uh, I think we actually made lifelong friends out of this podcast. So that's that's always a cool thing. Yeah, always a good time. Uh, before we let you guys get into that, though, we do have some uh, special sponsors for this year's CB Spotlight that helped make that happen. So we are uh, going to send over a few messages from those folks before you get into the podcast. Enjoy. All right, before we share with you uh, the message from this first sponsor, we just wanted to uh, draw a little bit of attention to it. As you've watched the CB Spotlights, you might have noticed the awesome background and the, and the room that we were in. Um, that was a show apartment that uh, the Jasper Charleston loan to us to make possible uh, for us to record and have guests um, in a very nice, comfortable, quiet place that was convenient to downtown and where everything was going on for Seaweed this weekend. So a uh, huge shout out to the Jasper Charleston for big thank for, you. Big thing. Yeah, for letting us do that. It, it was it was a huge help. It was very convenient for everybody to get to us. Um, and I don't think we would have had the success we had with the awesome guests we had this year if it wasn't for that location. So um yeah, huge, huge thank you. And, uh, you know, we look forward to hopefully doing it again. This podcast is brought to you by a world of inspiration, style, and pure creativity at the Jasper Charleston. I'm here to tell you about a place that's changing the game for artists and stylists, Ashley Artisan Suites. 
nestled at the base of the Jasper, right where Broad Street meets Ashley River, this isn't just a spot on the map. It's a vibrant hub in the heart of Charleston's finest neighborhood. Picture this, a collective of local makers, artisans, and health and beauty professionals all coming together to offer you a lush array of health and beauty services, cutting-edge fashion, awe-inspiring art, and handmade treasures that'll make your heart skip a beat. But what sets Ashley Artisan Suites apart? Well, I'll tell you. It's not just a place to work. It's an upscale place where you can surround yourself with other creatives and take your experience to a whole new level. Each suite comes complete with water connections, vanity and sink stations, because your creativity should flow just as smoothly as the Ashley River. And here's the kicker. Fixed rent with utilities included, a reception lounge that's practically begging for brainstorming sessions, and a private lounge with a washer, dryer, and utility sink, and complimentary Wi-Fi to keep you connected to the world while you cultivate your business. It's time to relocate your business to Ashley Artisan Suites, the creative space for those with polished taste. It's not just a space. It's a community of innovators, dreamers, and those ready to meet their mark. This podcast is also brought to you by Tethered which is pretty exciting. As most of you know, by this point, I got into saddle hunting last season and didn't really talk too much about my setup because, well, honestly, I wasn't happy with it. I love the idea, but I just didn't experience all the things I heard fellow saddle hunters say. It seemed like I was missing something, mainly comfort. And I hear about these all day sits being a dream scenario. And I wanted those things, but it just felt like my current setup was not going to give me the true comfort without sacrificing some of the functionality that I had. And that's when Tether stepped up in this approach and their innovative design. We met up with Tether at the Great American Outdoor Show, and I'm thrilled to tell you about the Ultralock and, and specifically the Ultralock SD if you don't want to get all the patches, pouches and extra accessories. But it's like Tether read my mind. So let's talk about the Ultralock links real quick. So I, I used to wrestle with the pleated saddles. You know, they, they flop around all at the wrong times. It's just they don't seem wide enough. There's a ton of problems with them. But Tethered reimagined the game with this expandable saddle body and Ultralock links. So just think about this, a saddle that moves with you while you're walking, climbing, hunting, it doesn't matter. The saddle expands out so much when you're in it that it practically feels like you're sitting in a hammock. And, and that's truly going to give you that all-day sit that you were looking for. But also the Ultra Bridge and the Comfort Channels, they're the unsung heroes of the saddle. With Tethered's patent Ultra Bridge technology, I've got nearly 40 inches of on-the-fly adjustability. Finding my sweet side has never been easier. And these Comfort Channels unsurpassed comfort with seven different settings i can practically feel the coziness just talking about it so we're also gonna give them a shout out for the good old usa tethered built the load bearing components right here in the united states specifically oh. in texas heck yeah crafted with care so if you've been listening to us talk about saddles over the last 15 months and notice we rarely talk brands because we haven't found the right one to truly stand behind but uh, i wish i had started with tethered but even honestly I probably would have ended up still buying this Ultralock either way this year. Gus and I both will be enjoying the comfort of the Ultralock all season. So look forward to us being pretty vocal about our new setup. And you can check them out at Tethered Nation on Instagram and look at all the people that are actually enjoying their stuff. Um, and they also sponsored the giveaway this year at Siwi, which a lot of people were entered to win. And we'll have those results coming soon. So, yeah, think differently. Go and try out a Tethered next time you see one at the store. It's good stuff. Something that's also awesome and helped us out a lot at Seaweed was Burt Church. So they have a saying, purpose beyond profit. What a great tagline. And it's something we fully understand around here. We've spent a lot of good money on hats and products like rock glasses and other things. It's just They were not something we could sell to our customers. And we ended up eating it or throwing it away or giving it to friends. We want our products to be quality and serve a purpose beyond profit. So Burnt Church Distillery is located in Bluffton, South Carolina. And if you like going to distilleries, this is something special and very beautiful. Everyone we met that worked there is a stellar human. They make an incredible product. We always try to stay brand agnostic on our whiskey classes and just in general answer the question, what are some of your favorite whiskeys? 
But when you find a gem, you just have to show it off. So Burnt Church hooked us up this weekend with a bunch of whiskey to pour for Seaweed customers, and it truly revolutionized our event. Uh, Peter, the head distiller, was there all day and on Friday uh, spreading the good word about all that is Burnt Church, uh, and it really elevated the experience having him there. Uh, the amount of compliments I heard about Palmer Stretch, Bluffton Whiskey, and Anita's Choice were, was absolutely amazing. Uh, we teach whiskey classes. We know not everyone is going to like what we like, but every single person we poured this for loved it, and many of them came back asking for more. Um, can you imagine being a distillery and having three of your bottles available at an event for tasting, and every single one was a home run? Absolutely incredible. Just great stuff. And and we want to thank Burnt Church also for always being so supportive of us. Thank you to Peter for coming out and talking to our customers. That was amazing dude to have a head distiller on site at an event telling people about the whiskey that we've been preaching about for months now yeah it's it's awesome i I love them all chris is an amazing guy it's just the everyone we've met from there is just we're so lucky man we have we have some amazing connections and we've met some amazing people doing this and and yeah we'll get we'll shut up and get into the show but thank you guys so much for listening we hope you enjoy it and uh have a good day Are recording technical difficulties. Yeah, that's right. Edit it out. It makes it more candid. Yeah. I like to, we like to record, start recording like a little early, like as the kind of the chit chat and bullshit's going yeah. on. Because sometimes it catches some of the best parts oh, of the yeah. conversation. Yeah, we, we just, get, we just gave up. Having exactly. A I know. Yeah, exactly. And then we got to start all over again. Yeah, and I know some. I know some folks that run podcasts that they they will not like come in and say hi. Don't 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 start talking yet let's get set up first because they don't want to miss any kind of that makes sense. yeah yeah that makes sense but then it's kind of impersonal because it's like i want to welcome you in here and be like shut sure. up just come sit down don't, don't, <laughs> yeah, don't say anything exactly. yet <laughs> it's all business right so we got to get close to this thing when we're talking right? yeah that that's per- so like right here is good you just pull it back and forth all right well you ready yeah. well let's go let's, let's do it tell us about yourselves oh boy that's make it real awkward Tell us, yeah. Tell us about the brand and how it got started. Just a little bit of background. We'll just kind of go from there and right. we'll let Brian to yeah. tell us how you got it. <laughs> yes. This this thing all right here. Yeah, yeah you can pick it up fun. and move it. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Is that good? You got yep. me. Yeah. Right, so, a friend of mine out in Arkansas, he's a plastic surgeon, Dr. Zach Young. One day, uh, they're actually in town. They lived here for a while. They moved to Arkansas. Um, he'd asked me, "Hey, man, you ever you ever cook on carbon steel?" And I'm like. That's a that's a great question. No, no, I haven't. Yeah, and I don't know why I haven't because I do metal work for a living. And uh, so that's kind of where the idea came from. I'd bought some pans once he suggested it, and I loved it, and I liked it more than cast iron. It was, yeah. you know, I felt like well, we'll go into our background, but I felt like with what w- what I knew is we could we could use what we saw in the in the field out there in, in the marketplace and make it better or our own, and uh, everything that that you knew about cast iron is kind of true with carbon steel, right? And the one thing that, that we, with our background, which I'll get into, that we knew would be better is that we can make any shape we wanted quickly versus cast, because cast is, you know, mold, sand casting. Yeah. There's no rapid prototyping in cast iron, right? So our background is, we are a sheet metal fab shop. My family's been doing it 65 years, and... I guess I'll give the story. So my granddad started in 1963, and I guess it was 2017, 2000, 
2017, my granddad came to me and said, hey, man, I'm, I've been there like 15 years. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, I'm selling it. I'm getting out. I'm, he's going on 80 years old. I'm getting out. And I'm like, oh, man. So I was like four months-ish from, not even four months, about four weeks from my first kid. So I'm like, man, some big life changes are going to happen. I have a kid. I'm going to be looking for a new job, something yeah. I've done my entire life. And I knew Chris through a, through a move. My wife signed me up to help him blindly move one day. And, well, here we are. So yeah. he, was, he was doing uh, sheet, or not sheet metal, but metal fab mm-hmm. in Charlotte for a bigger corporation. And the business end of it, right? I was, I was in the fab part. I was in the business side. And I asked Chris to look at it. When my granddad said, hey, we're going to sell it. I'm like, does this make sense? Is this number, these numbers right? He's like, man, you got to do it. I'm like, okay, do it with me. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm comfortable. I got a good job. <laughs> what, what, what the, the important part is that Chris was traveling, right? He lives in Monk's Corner and he was traveling to Charlotte weekly. Mm-hmm. So going on Monday morning, coming back on Thursday evening or Friday evening or whatever it may be. And, you know, he pushed me off for two, three months, something like that. My granddad was getting impatient and, like man let's let's do it let's do it he was stuck in traffic the story goes he was uh, turning uh, down like five yeah he kept saying nah man i'm I'm comfortable you should do it though because if you do it i can have business i'll keep you busy yeah yeah. i'll outsource to you and you'll be fine i'm just like man i don't want to do what we're doing i want to do more i want to grow it so yeah one day in traffic he calls me he's like man let's do it i'm done with (laughs) with the traffic i think he was two hours into a seven hour trip that should have took three hours right because charlotte traffic and uh, so we did January 18. We bought the business and we sheet metal fab, right? So we do yeah. laser cutting, forming, machining, welding, nice. uh, powder coating, wet paint. It's full fab. Anything okay. you think of out of metal, we could probably do it. Where's the shop? Is it in it's in Hanahan. On so, Hanahan? Yeah, okay. It's in Hanahan. I work right there. Yep, right there. On, it's off Bankton Circle. Nice. Oh, yeah. Which is North Rep. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, my first job was on Bankton. We had a, a, our, contractor i worked for had a little office there it's not there anymore which yeah. years later the contractor i worked for moved into that office <laughs> so, so i worked there talk, too. hold on now hold on let's let's go here what contractor uh so with me it was honeywell okay and then uh, i don't want to say okay okay was it 10 11 bank circle it was four letters oh gotcha yeah big customer by the way are they of master sheet Mill? yes sir um, they probably are because they make a lot of stuff for those trucks Big customer. That's yeah. why I didn't want to say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got it. Got it. And I'm yeah, we're right there. Big big ten, customer. 10, 10 11. We're at 10 11. 10 09 was because Ducks Unlimited is right there too, right? That's where Honeywell. Honeywell. Honeywell yeah, 10, okay. I think it's 10 10, right? I think it's 10 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's where. Yep. Yeah, so Ducks, Ducks Unlimited is there now. Yep. Oh, so we were in the building next door then. Yeah, you were yeah. where the ambulance place is now. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. funny. No, exactly where it is. That's yep. funny. Good old days. Yeah, small yeah. world. So, yeah. anyway, so yeah, we bought it then and and uh, we had no intentions of carbon steel pan right we we always said that our ultimate destiny would be to have our own product something that we can control the supply chain because that four-letter word right a four-letter company uh, we're just building to people's friends that's what we do for them for Mm -hmm. for any industrial commercialized government entity we're building to their friends and i don't know that we just knew one day we would do something that was our own is carbon steel pans the way to go i don't know but guess what we love to cook i love the way they performed and we had the expertise and the equipment to do it. So that's how we got in the game. And here we are, I guess we're about two years in, yeah. just trying to really this year get the name out. We haven't done much with with marketing in the past, but 
it's been a development phase for us. We have 12 products now. Nice. And it's been years in the making. Make our own tooling. So I'll tell you kind of how it's made, right? Yeah. So we get a sheet of metal, which we like to brag about our, our substrate, our, the surface of our material, because we've been buying material from people like Nucor for so many years. We kind of have a different way to, not a different way to buy it. We just know some of the attributes of the steel to ask for right. to get the best surface we can to start from. Can we back up one question? Sure. Uh, what exactly is carbon steel? It's a great question. It's about 0.1% carbon. I don't know. I don't know the real ratio. Yeah, yeah. Very little carbon. It's just carbon steel, steel with carbon in it. It's, do you know? Yeah. 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 This, this is the, oh, yeah. Yeah. so I, um, we'll go back and forth. I started at Nucor. That was when I got out of college, I was at Nucor steel working at a melt shop. So yeah. making the product, right. Making the steel or the substrate that we use to, to make the pan. So Carbon steel is, I mean, if you go see something that's built out of, I don't know, an oyster cooker or something going into a vehicle or something of that sort, that's what carbon steel is. So yeah. it's it's just black steel, right? Um, it's the things that you see a grill made out of. It's the things that you see. It's, it's everywhere, actually. Most of the time it's going to be painted, right? Because it has some. It has the ability to rust or the inability to rust. So it, it, carbon steel is 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 made at the mill. It comes into um, it comes as a coil, right, and ends up at a service center, and then like a big roll of toilet paper, forty five thousand pounds of a big roll of toilet paper is what it looks like. Yep, and then it's it's, it's processed um, into sheets and plates. So the service center is going to flatten it, and then they sell to folks like ourselves. So if you go, you know, pick pick your large company, right? Any OEM. Um, uh, making something, most of that product is tractors, right? Or that's all carbon steel. Mm, okay, okay, so carbon steel is a wide variety of products, okay. and then they come in different grades. Okay, so you can get you can get products that's made for bridges. That's going to be a different grade. You can get you can get product that's doesn't need to be structurally really strong, but you need to be able to form it and kind of have a deep draw type situation, which is where we're at, right? right? Because we're taking it and we're pressing it, and we need it to be able to move without cracking. Right. So that that's really what carbon steel is. And so when it comes to the pans, if you look at the difference in carbon steel versus um, what you would get out of cast, okay. So casting is basically it's a hot process, and it's poured into a mold, and you kind of get what you get from that point. What we found is um, in, in in any castings, it doesn't have to be a pan, but castings in general they're brittle. Okay, so once you pour it, you can't really do anything else to it other than finish it, maybe sand it some, maybe machine it. But you're not going to bend it. You're not going to change the form. You're not going to do any of that. So uh, the carbon steel world, you get you get a basically get a platform that you can mold into what you want. Okay, and so that's where the tooling comes from. And so that's really the difference. And a lot of times we get we get we get the questions from folks is, well, what's the difference in in cast and, and carbon steel? Um, Cooking wise, they cook really pretty much very, very similar. Okay. Right? They're going to, th th you treat them, they act the same way. You season it and all that. You season it and everything. You treat it exactly the same as you're going to treat your grandma's pan from years and years ago. My, my lodge. Cor yeah. Correct. <laughs> correct. But what carbon steel gives you is we start with a much, much precise, I don't want to say perfect, but the every bit of steel that we get in is made to a specification. That's made for somebody that needs way more quality than what we do to make our pants. Right. It's not the case in cast, right? So we figured out the product that we're going to buy, the grade in which we buy, 
we can mold it or when it's really not mold, but we can bend it. We can, we can press it into the shape that we want it to be. It's not going to crack. Okay. And we know it's not going to crack because the way it's purchased, that's the reason they made it that way. Okay. And then in addition to that, it has a surface treatment from the mill before we ever get it where all the imperfections that are on the surface have been going through an acid bath and, and it's very, very clean when we get it. Okay. So when we get it, we're starting with a really, really good product that quite frankly, you could cook on it from the beginning before we even do anything to it. Okay. And everything that we do is doing is just going to improve upon that. So that's really what carbon steel is and why carbon steel's kind of the, you know, why we said this is a, this is a cool thing. Yeah. Um, and we could talk about the pans and the differences and all that later, but if you're talking specifically to carbon steel, we just start with a product that's the grade is very, very precise. No different than what an automotive company would say. I want something to this grade and it has to be to that quality. Mm. That's what we're starting with. And that's carbon steel versus versus nice. car, versus cast. Did you did you choose the the grade and quality of that carbon steel specifically for this product, or did, is it something you were already purchasing and 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 going through acquisitions for other products? And we're like, you know what, this is really solid stuff. What if we used it for this? So what I can tell you is we were already working with that okay. type of product. Okay, okay. so but. We went through, and there's slight variations. So we went through different variations of that product as we made the pans. Gotcha. You know, so we started with what we thought would be the best. Yeah, and and we went home and we cooked on it, and it was good. It was really good. But then we said, well, what if we do this? Right. You know, what if we tried this slight variation of that yeah. grade? And so what we did is through again experience and and steel experience for myself and what products to use from the beginning. That's what I did originally. And Brian, this guy, he's very humble, but he can make anything. Yeah. You know, when it comes to getting on a laser and engineering, yeah. he, he can make anything. And so we kind of put those two things together and then we had about three different variations before we said, this is what we want. This is the gauge we want. This is the surface we want. This is the grade we want. And, um, and when we hit it, we kind of looked at each other and went, holy moly. Yeah. Now we go. Yes. Now, what does that do for our pans? These things, when you get them, they're beautiful, right? And anything is, you know, you go buy any, pick your high-end cast pan, pick your high-end carbon steel pan, or low-end. As you cook on them, the colors are going to change. You guys cooked on them just mm -hmm. not too long ago with, with uh, Stark, right? Yep. And so you, pans that we brought you today, you see how they look, and then the pans you cooked on the other day yeah. look a bit different. There's an evolution of, of coloring and, and, and things of that nature. The pans look like something you'd see, like, at a sh inside of a restaurant. You go back there, and those pans are like black basically yeah. and that's what they're made for they look right? really good and i love the long handle right that's that's great. what they're made for but the the thing that the that the carbon steel does for you in the grade in which we make ours out of less people always say oh i ruined my pan i lost my seasoning right i ruined like grandma's pan right i ruined it i lost my seasoning you haven't ruined your pan right you know you you really have you can't you can't yeah. ruin it and, and but what we found is with the carbon steel and what we're using is if your seasoning gets a little bit you lose some of it you lose some of the coloring it still cooks great yeah it still cooks great and so you know people want to hear nonstick they want to hear this what everybody wants is I buy a pan and it makes me a great chef but that that's really not the yeah thing. it's like buying a knife and <laughs> yeah, exactly you know I don't care it. what pan yeah. you you buy yeah, I mean yeah. you could buy the greatest nonstick pan um. And I know we want to talk about the Teflon and stuff like that and the difference and what kind of why we did this. But when this thing loses seasoning, it still cooks. Yeah. It still cooks. Put your fat in it, put your lard in it, it gets started, and, and it still does really, really well. So that's kind of the difference and the benefit that we see. Can right? you season it with uh, like tallow or you, you need to use olive oil? 
I'm just looking for something that doesn't smoke. It's easy. Yeah, I, w- I would suggest not olive oil because okay. olive oil, when it dries in air, gets super sticky. Yeah. So like, if you don't burn it off, polymerize it, yeah. then it's going to be sticky, and you're gonna you're gonna have a sticky. Yeah, not I can use thing. tallow though. Um, I haven't used tallow, so one of our engineers did, and same result. Okay. Right. So just to speak to that, some and it's per- personal preference too. Now it's it really is. Like <laughs> a lot of folks will. You can put olive oil on it, and, yeah. and you can do it, but it's got a different. Yeah. yeah. The smoke point was the issue. Yeah, absolutely. On all of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very low. So to speak just kind of to the seasoning and the nonstick properties and things like that, you know, every show we go to, people are like, well, is, is it already nonstick? Because you got to season? I'm like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to see you down that road because to be honest, seasoning is about protection. It's not about nonstick. Temperature control is, is, is how things are cooked properly in, in even cast iron pans. Yeah. Too hot, you burn. Yeah. Too cold. It's not going to cook. It's going to yeah. it's going to get sticky. It's going to yeah. kind of dry in air, right? So I try to tell people all the time: don't get caught up on seasoning. You need to protect your pan because it will rust. It's it's as raw steel as you can get, right? And they will rust. But I can go out back and get you a pan right out the press, no seasoning, and I'll fry your egg right now that won't stick. It's just it's all about temperature control. Yeah. And people get caught up on seasoning being non-stick, and it's it's really not. I mean, right. does it help? Yeah. Does it help on, on things that aren't super smooth? Absolutely, because you're going to get a smooth surface. That's going to help you be nonstick. Sure, sure. But it's, the seasoning is not what makes it nonstick. It's temperature. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So people get caught up on that. And just, ugh, so if it's too hot, it's going to stick, period. Uh, I don't. I mean, I've never cooked something that was too hot that, I, that it stuck. You, mean, you might get some seasoning, like if it's a steak, right? Too hot, at least some seasoning on there. But yeah. it's nothing that's going to strip your, I'm saying steak seasoning get left on there. It's not going to strip your pan seasoning. As if it's stuck, right? Yeah. yeah. So I was talking about cleaning these things. Well, I, I think mean, before we leave that question, yeah, yeah. keep swinging this thing back and forth. Yeah, sorry about that. We only brought, we only brought one mic for those for those paying attention. Again, <laughs> that, that that. So Brian and I want to be very very honest with our with our marketplace, right, or in, in the in our customers, and and we want them to understand and want to educate, right? Um, I think any pan will stick if you leave the if you leave whatever you're cooking in there long enough, right? Yeah. right i mean pick pick your if it's teflon or anything else if you leave it sitting there and all the juices run out and your your fat content runs out it's gonna stick yeah right and so you know if you if you watch your heat control and this is any pan this is not this is not a castaway pan versus uh pick your cast iron pan or pick your other carbon steel pan we we don't want to tell you that a cast that 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 that, uh, carbon steel pan is, is going to make you the, the hero no matter how you cook it, right? right? If you leave it in there long enough, anything's going to stick on any pan. Mm-hmm. Um, once that fat content goes out and that lard goes out, you, you're kind of in trouble. So now you're talking about cooking techniques. Right, right. right. Yeah, now yeah, you're yeah. talking, I mean, what you guys do, and you're out there showing somebody how to cook, now that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That, that pan outside was not cold. That thing was hot. Yeah, you guys had that thing rolling, right? Well, let me, let me tell you about that pan. So we, that Stark was like, Let's do, we got to do something outside. And uh, and he was going to use a grill. So I have a grill. I have one of the infrared grills. Like there's fire underneath, but it's covered, so it right. doesn't flame up. And uh, and I was like, I guess I could take the grates out, but it's, it's, we're still not going to get the flame look. And I was like, you know what? I've got a firebox stove that I use for. I use it for my steaks pretty often because I'll get it super hot, and then I'll put whiskey barrel stuff in there, fresh wood, so it smokes. And so it's like searing it and smoking it with whiskey barrel smoke at the same time. And that's the only thing I've really ever used it for. But uh, 
Yeah, we took it out there and put the pan on top of it, and just the pictures that came out of it. I it mean, the video's awesome. gonna be sick, dude. I can't. I, have you seen the video? Yeah, I've seen yes. the video. Oh, you have? I need yes. to see the video. I haven't seen oh, the video. Nobody said it to me. Yeah. Does it look really good? It's cool. It's really good. Yeah. Does it I look like we're out in the wilderness? Uh, I don't think it looks staged. Yeah, it doesn't. No. Oh, it doesn't really look staged to me. It looks. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just wondered. Yeah, wilderness. I don't know, but the, it looked like you were like a cabin. And you yeah, yeah, were, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what we were going for. Is that more thing that that. I mean, we're, we're outdoor people, right? We yeah. love the fish. We, we love all that stuff, yeah. which is another aspect to the carbon steel pan, right? Yeah. We would take it anywhere. Yeah. You don't worry about it. You just take it. Go. Yeah. yeah. He had a, um, like a tree and a bush in his backyard. The rest was fence. <laughs> and so we like <laughs> positioned it perfectly. So you couldn't, you couldn't really tell, but, but yeah, there's the flames coming up on it. And they were it so awesome. excited because both of them were filming and they would be so, like, so when whoa, you cooked whoa, on whoa. it, what were your thoughts on the nonstick? You guys did some smash burgers. I'll tell you this. What, what did you think? I've cooked smash burgers in a, in a pan plenty of times. I don't think I've ever seen that much grease. Like, I don't know what the difference is really, or if it's just maybe these burgers are fattier, but it like, it, it built up so much grease, but it was so easy to move it over because I guess because of the grease, but I had to dump it like twice, but I also did make like 15 patties. <laughs> There's a lot so, going on. So I don't, I mean, I don't know, but it, it cooked really well. I didn't have problems with it. I love the long handle. The long handle makes me feel like I'm a professional chef or something. Cause it's like, that's the only place you ever see it. Which by, by design, by the way, right? Yeah. So we did some testing on that and I mean, you could do your average I don't know, 45 minutes saute of mushrooms or onions or whatever on your stovetop. And I'm not going to tell you, you're going to grab the handle. It's going to be cold, but it's just a touch. It's manageable. It is yeah, manageable. 100% manageable. I don't want people to think, oh man, it's. Long hand, I can take out an oven and grab it. Well, I mean, if you do that, that's yeah, you're a special know. kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's happened anyway. So, uh, so I, I mean, I think that that video shows a lot. And, and you speaking to, to the fat, was it running to the outside a little bit? Uh, we were not on level ground, so it just kind of uh, came to the, And I think, and so it didn't bother me. It's just, it was just there. Yeah, you should have brought that. I actually, pan. what I ended up doing was cooking uh, onions in it. Yeah, so I ended up just loading it up with the onions, and the onions kind of soaked up some of it. Yeah. It looks awesome. Cause I, cause I know one thing. My phone didn't ring. I'm yeah. a little bit frustrated about that. Why didn't it ring? What do you mean? Oh, for oh, an invite? I, I don't know. Was it good? <laughs> <laughs> so let's. I, want to I, don't have, about, I didn't have your phone. I still don't have your phone number. No, we can make it happen. Yeah. All right. we, um, I want to talk about Here a little bit. You better, you better go stall that. Oh, man. Here we go. <laughs> he's not single, gentlemen or ladies. But yeah, he's not. Definitely not single. <laughs> uh, do, I want to speak a little bit to the design and why we did some of the things we did. When we were rich, so our tenant skillet was our that's our OG pan, right? That's what we oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that and handle a lot. Yeah, so we did a lot of research, right? And and we wanted to, we wanted, I mean, it's a, I don't want to say it's a flooded market, but it's a little bit of flooded market, right? So we want to do something that was different in the carbon steel scene, right? Cast, you make a casting, you can you can cast anything you want into a cast, right? Because you're making the mold, yeah, which hey, expensive. It's very expensive. It is very expensive. And so is tooling for, for carbon steel. It's not cheap. Um, but again, you can put what you want in there and you'll get what you put, right? So did a bunch of research and and I'll still say this to this day. In my research, I've never found a carbon steel pan with pouring spouts. Anywhere. And I've never been able to find it. Can't find it. I've searched the world over. There's things in Argentina, there's things here. France, France, carbon steel came from France, like carbon steel pan idea was is a French idea, okay. right? I just can't find it. So we said, let's make it different because we can. And as far as I know, we know, as far as Castaway Carbon knows, we're the only carbon steel pan with pouring spouts. Oh. Whether it's one, two, or any at all. That's, mm. and yep. And, 
Yeah, so also there's only, I only know of one other pain in the world. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market that I found that has an integrated handle, one piece. Because, you know, everything has rivets. And right. rivet, everything sticks to rivets. I've seen so many videos, too. Of so we're going to flip it. Flip it to the rivets. It's, it's everything rusted sticks away. to rivets. Like, it's just <laughs> yeah. I, it, dissimilar metal. Stainless is sticky. Use it or stainless, right? Stainless doesn't. Is, that's like the worst idea for a non-stick. Anything is stainless. So we said, let's can do that, too. So we integrated the handle. We made porn spouts, which we've never seen. And then we... Thought about like this cooktop over here, glass cooktops, things expand, right? So if your pan is flat originally and you heat it, it's that stress has got to go somewhere. Yeah. It typically tend to spin. Have yep. you ever seen pans spinning on a glass cooktop? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So ours we integrated, it's, it's got a slight concave like a, uh, shape to it. Like a contact lens kind of. Contact yeah. lens, exactly. And when it expands, it doesn't expand so much that it will spin. It bubbles out. It'll flatten out a little bit, but yeah. it doesn't flatten out to spin. That's a smart yeah. idea. Thanks. So that's why I asked about the, if the grease was pulling to one side, just to see how that shape was holding on that fire pit. Yeah. It should be fine. Though. It was just a square box, but it only had two it was perfect. Uh, things that it was sitting on. So it's, yeah. I, I love it. It was awesome. Yeah. Good video. Oh, and you see it. Also, since it's uh, all made in America, we'll talk after, but I've got oh. a guy put yeah. you in contact with he's trying to build this well just good information for anyone he's trying to put together a website that's just made in america period so everything we do and he wants to have like all types of different companies on there so be perfect yeah, steel, perfect slide steel comes from Nucor, right that's he also owns a machine shop so okay so Nucor <laughs> steel right that's american made as you can get yep. as far as i'm concerned um yeah it's, it's built in our house so in our shop the boxes come locally mm -hmm. Um, inserts come locally, so yeah, this is American made as I can. I mean, Bob no, says it right, no, U.S. No. made, U.S. steel. Yeah, um, it's very important to us. Yeah, because like I said, all that research, there's things that are nice from other countries, but man, let's get behind it. Yeah, made America, America's right? cool. let's yeah. get behind something like that. There's a movement there, and talk about movements, right? Teflon, mm -hmm. the Teflon movement. I mean, Americans are lazy. We're all lazy, right? I want something I can rinse off and throw back into in the pantry too, but. People always replace Teflon pans. And it's like, why, why are, what is, what is happening that people are replacing pans? They're $25. <laughs> They're right. just like, they, <laughs> but they wear out. Fuck right. Yeah. So you think about yeah. the whole forever chemical thing that's out there, right? That Teflon's in that group. Yeah. Well, why'd that pan become sticky? Where'd that forever chemical go? Probably didn't go down the sink. Yeah. It's probably on your food. I don't yeah. know if there's a revolution coming, but I it, feel like if there is, we're on the forefront. Hey, look, our yeah. grandparents cooked in carbon steel or cast iron, whatever you want, steel. With a with a fat, yep. They lived to eighty five, ninety. Yeah, that's. You should kind of, yeah. look in to see if Teflon passes the blood brain barrier because if it does, that's a good way to scare people. Mm. If it gets no into your brain, no it never taken. it never comes out. So like, well, so that was one of the problems with a lot of vaccines <laughs> is the mercury in it. They would test the body and like the mercury is gone. So mercury's in, mercury's out. It's not. It goes to your brain. And it floats around your brain the rest of your life and everything. Yeah, we we, we nice. kind of want, we kind of want people to do their own research on that. You know. Yeah. Um, we always want to sell the positives of our product. Sure. And, um, you know, the U.S. made thing, that, that's very important to us because 
I'll be honest with you in, in our, in our master sheet metal, you know, which is our, our business, our fabrication business. Um, we compete all the time with non us made product yeah. and it's very, very challenging. Remember what I told you we did our first year? Yeah. Second year, the reason we didn't is because yeah. China made a knockoff and, you, and it was half the price. Yeah. And, and, so, and you know, it, I get it, it. that's why I like this, this U.S. movement. You gotta get my yeah. Mind, right? yeah. And it's, it's, it's tough, right? Because I mean, I get it. You, somebody wants to go buy a pan and, and we may, we could probably move these pans offshore to China if we wanted to. And if we were chasing money all the time and, 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 and wanted to get our, uh, our profits up, if you will, I mean, that, that, that can be done, you know, th yeah. those things can happen, but we're very, very committed being in the steel industry all of our lives. What we try to do is instead of just saying, you know, throw our, throw our, our white flag up and say, we just, we're just out, we can't do it. Yeah. What we try to do is, is be as innovative as we can and, and be as lean as we can in our processes so that we can compete. And we're going to compete. And we hope that what people see is we're getting as close as we can with price points. I mean, our price point is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, if you go out there and look, we're offering you a carbon steel seasoned pan. And I don't know that there's another one out there built to the quality that ours that's already seasoned that that's that uh, that's at our price point. Ready to go out the box. Yeah, yeah. Ready to go. And so our thing is we want we want people to use it. Yeah. We, we don't want you to go, you know, take it, hang it up on the wall and say, oh, look at this piece of art that I have. That's not the goal. Right. The goal yeah. is for you to get it and use it. Yeah. yeah. And so the, the U.S. made stuff was very, very, and is very, very important to us. And we're proud of the fact that we can offer a pan at a good price. Um, and it's all made right here in Charleston. And I mean, when I say made in Charleston, I mean the whole thing under our two hands, right? So carbon steel, the only way you can get it ready is to get it from a mill and then have it processed to a point that, that you can manage it, make it into a sheet of plywood, yeah. if you will, right? It yeah. comes in a five by 10 sheet, right? And then from there, 100% made in our shop. So yeah. we're cutting the blank. We're we're pressing it. We're we're deburring it. We're packaging it. We're seasoning it. Yeah. We're doing it all right. And I don't know. Is it really just you two? Well, we got employees. I was about to we say we got a great team. No, it's not yeah, the two of us. What I'm saying is, yeah, yeah. yeah no, we control. have we have employees, uh, and and that's our that's our gig. We got a great team. Yeah, we got a great team. I'll be it's honest awesome. with you. Um, you know, Amanda and Andrew and guys like that are touching Caitlin, they're touching these pans or, or, or managing it or taking orders or what have you. They're, they're great. But make what I really, the point I'm trying to get to you is it's all made right here in Charleston. Yeah. And, and, and not a single thing comes from, from anywhere else. Maybe the scrap that goes into, into the furnace over at the mill. But, <laughs> but other than that, it's all right here in Charleston. 100%. We're that's proud awesome. of that. We really appreciate proud that. Yeah. We're proud of it too. That's yeah. awesome. 100%. But, yeah, we're talking a lot about pans, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna talk one more thing yeah. so, so about about the the pre seasoning and the and the how our pan comes right. And you mentioned ready to go out the box. A lot of what you get has some kind of coating, right? Whether it be linseed oil or some kind of wax. Which I've bought those pans in the past, right? To to get my love for carbon steel going, I didn't have a way to make one, so I had to buy one. And yeah, I spent 45 minutes to an hour in a sink with Dawn and a Scotch Brite trying to scrub goop off yeah. just to start using it and it was like we we because they had to put that on there right like and they do it for protection they don't sure. rust so they don't right but hey we just i told you seasoning is about protection yeah let's go ahead and do that for them go ahead and throw that on there that base layer this is going to change colors and look silly and like tie-dye of course but i'm giving you something like you said out the box out the box put it on yeah. table rent or rinse the dust off if you want to rinse the dust off <laughs> yeah rinse the dust out of it right but throw it on the stove dry it and go to town yeah. so that was that was important to us to not have our customers think that we're giving them a cheap price, but they still have to do work to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you so, use to season it? Good question. So I'm, 
eye, we have done a lot of testing with, with oils and the most consistent thing that we have used is grapeseed oil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just cause of the high smoke point, yeah. um, it, it will dry in air. And if it's thin enough, it will form its own protection without being sticky, but we, we do, they are burnt, right? So I say burnt, they're fired in the oven to, yeah. to a certain temperature to create more or less the color, but to polymerize the oils where the protection comes from. Yeah. So we are huge fans of grapeseed oil nice. when it comes to, to seasoning. Yeah. I don't necessarily use grapeseed oil to cook with. You shouldn't because yeah. it's, it's, it's literally lubricant for machines. Yeah. Right. So we're burning it off, right? Yeah. We're, we're going yeah. past the smoke right. point. Yeah. Just so even that could protection. It's, it, once it polymerizes, yeah, that's what we're after. Polymer is that becoming a polymer polymerized? Right. Yeah. The okay. oil polymerizes on this. That, that's what the color you see. So gotcha. once you get past the smoke point, then it's polymerized. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. And that we, we, we could do a whole a video, like your cooking thing. You could do a whole video on seasoning your pan. I'm not, sure. Not very, very hard, to be yeah. honest with you. You know, and, and, and cleaning them up. Not, not, not very, very hard. People make a big deal out of it. Oh, you can't put any soap on it. I, I mean, I do. I wash mine with soap every <laughs> there, time. Yeah. There is a there is a guy who has an entire and he's got a huge following Instagram channel. It is all about like scrubbing and putting soap on cast iron. He's like his whole thing is like you don't like use soap, clean yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah you they, don't need a. You don't need a. Uh, everybody's like, you got to have that thick cake of burnt shit. And I was like, no, no that's not <laughs> that's, what you want. That's he, an opposite. He that's does. He, he does <laughs> all the things on his channel that, and, and his comments are like, oh my god, you're ruining that. You're doing, and, and he just takes it out and it looks beautiful. I've he seen co- that. cooks on it perfectly. Yeah, because he he gets um he gets them from like yard sales. Yeah, he'll do that yeah, too. And he just like hits them with soap and water and scotch bright and cleans them and then and then throws them in the oven. It, and it takes a dab. I mean, yeah. like a teardrop right. full yeah. of, of oil to, to get it done. But yeah, the mistake is, <laughs> you know, put it in motor oil or something and, and, and make it happen. Not the case. It's a little a little bit of protection goes a long way. I've seen people do it with motor oil. Yeah. I've seen people eat and drink motor oil. Jeez. Yeah. Like it's I guess it's it's actually not that they good. have too much whiskey. I don't know if it's good for you, but it's not <laughs> yeah. It's better for you than grapeseed oil. I don't know. <laughs> I put some W some ten W thirty on that pan and, and catch my kitchen on fire. <laughs> I might make a video season and throw it in here just to like like right now, just to, it just cuts to a, a, video a cinematic video of me seeing. Oh man, it'd be great. Yeah. Cause yeah. literally, I mean the whole process, it, let's say I just want to get my pan back going, you know, after I cleaned it up or whatever, and I, I, I put my dish open in it and I clean it up. I'll put I'll I'll just get I'll put it on the stovetop, I'll get it really, really hot, take a little dab of oil drop it in there wipe it out with the paper towel you'll see it smoke off and oh that's gold. it you don't have to do it in the oven no no everybody no way. yeah everybody thinks tell us how to do a stovetop stovetop seasoning yeah exactly yeah, what you just said I mean, it, the, the thinnest coat of oil you can imagine so you yeah, just so get it real after hot you clean it after you clean it you get all the water off of it yeah right? so just get your stove your, your burner going put it on top of the burner okay and then just let off let that thing let the pan get really really hot Take a paper towel or pick your cloth or what have you. Drop a little dab of it into the pan of of and again, this is when you can avocado oil or olive oil. I like avocado. Yeah, um, that one that one works it's good. It has a higher smoke point on it. I'll take a little drop of avocado oil, put it in there, and then I just keep wiping it until basically you feel like you're wiping it off. Yeah, but you can't. And then once it smokes off, that's when the pan is perfect. That's seasoning. You know, wow. that, that's the game. It's not a 
It's not a rocket science. It's, not it's rocket always science. like put aluminum foil on the bottom of the oven, no, put it upside down to the oven, no. bake it for like four hours. Like, <laughs> yeah, we should throw a lot of work. We should yeah. throw I mean, stove top is like, like 10 minutes max yeah. and you're done. That's and the way I'll do it forever now. Yeah, yeah, it's the only way. And even even when it comes to – so say something did stick, right? Some seasoning from your steak stuck in your pan. I mean, people are like, oh, you got to do it while it's hot. Great. That was That's the best way, right? Where your steaks, steaks are resting. It's the easiest. It's the easiest way, right? Go, go run your water like with a little jet blast thing from your faucet yeah. and spray it out. But if you don't and it cools off, you literally put water in there, two or three minutes, let it sit, rub it out with a towel. And it's, I mean, it's, that stuff just comes off. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to say you're going to, you're going to put it in the sink and rinse it when it's cold and it's just going to shoot off like a Teflon coated pan. Yeah. Nah, not designed to be that way. Right? right. Right. So yeah. And our, our, our motto is cook like a pro, right? You mentioned those. That pans. makes you feel like you're cooking like a pro. <laughs> that and those pans that you, that you used in that backyard look like you'd see, in a restaurant yeah. because i mean that's what chefs use yeah yeah they're using carbon steel we have a chef coming next the chef jeff from miller's all day he's coming next but he purposely asked to come after y'all awesome. he's like who do you, you have coming? Grab your pans or what he can't touch anything i own well yeah. can he touch can he touch it on that <laughs> stove top i'll let him i'll let him hold on i'll let him use the <laughs> he can't touch mine i'm very strict yeah i like what i'll let jeff do in my life otherwise he'll take it over it's like a pirate <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But yeah, he's a, but, but, um, yeah, cook like a pro 100% because it's, I mean, it, I'm telling you, it, the long handles, but the whole time I'm cooking burrs, I'm like, cause I had to hold on to it because I didn't want it to fall in that little bitty box. Yeah. But, uh, but I was like, one, right? the, the double handle one? No. Yeah. I don't remember. It was, it was a long handle and the little small handle. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. 12 inch drill. Actually, I'll probably just put, if you send me that video, I'll just put that video in here instead of making yeah, one. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, well, maybe you guys get to see two videos in this in one, yeah. in one episode. Uh, <laughs> but, no, yeah, I love them. I, I like the way they look, and uh, it's I love that it's American-made. Uh, you know, it's are you in stores around, or it's all online right now? So, it's it's all been e-commerce. Yeah, okay. Um, and then and I say online, it's really just our website Yeah. at this point. Our goal is to get to retail. Right, for uh, sure. It's just a barrier we haven't crossed. We I don't say we haven't needed to. Um, we do have other businesses, right? So yeah. this is not necessarily been on the back burner, but it has been, uh, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. Yeah. And, and it's a great product. I love it. And and I'll be honest with you, the only thing in my kitchen that's not a castaway carbon pan is a pot to boil noodles in. Yeah. Right. Cause we haven't got there yet, but hey, who knows? Yeah. You're going to make know. a, you make a lay crusette, uh, there we go. Dutch oven. Can do it. I don't know if I'm able to code it though. Yeah, probably just straight up Dutch oven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spatulas just came out, so oh, we, just, yeah. we just came out with spatulas. We'll be we'll be putting those out at Sea Week. What's nice. the material on? Yeah, it's, so it's bamboo handle. So um, nice. Yep, it's four sixteen stainless, so it's spring pretty, steel essentially. Spring, yeah. stainless spring steel. Can you use metal spatulas on? Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Because those are like the big things you always hear. You can't use metal spatulas on 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 carbon, and then two. Everybody says this, like, because they're smoke point of the oil, so you start smoking. It's like every time I try to cook a steak, it just fills that, sets the smoke alarms off. Fun fact, my smoke alarm in my kitchen is outside of my patio because I use cast, I use castor iron so much. Well, you, need, you just need a little better ventilation system, I guess, right? That's well, an older house, you know? It's like, this is the room you get to. Listen, if you, if you watched he and, I, he and I cook on our pans, it would probably debunk anything you've ever heard, right? Because <laughs> we're going to beat the hang at them with a, with a, when we get done, I'm going to, if I got any steak seasoning or something sitting on it, I'll scratch it out with my, with yeah. my, with my uh, metal spatula. Well, that's what I thought was weird is like, don't use a metal spatula, but then they come with those chain mail. Like some, yeah. some cast irons come with this chain mail. Here's the and deal. I'm like, you can't, you can't, I can't use them. the metal, but you I can't, can't hurt I didn't it. think so. Yeah, unless you've gouged it, but you're not going to, human beings not going to gouge that. 
extent where it's <laughs> no. right. Human beings on the gas, I think to the extent where it's going to be permanent, right? Yeah. So you might scrape some season off, but I guess, I mean, again, it's, it's cosmetic. Yeah. Yeah. is really what it is. It's not, and who cares? It's not a Porsche. Space. It's a right. It's a yeah. I mean, you're like, like a pro. You think of you think yeah. a chef cares what the pan looks like when the right. custom order something, right? No. Yeah. No. If you've ever been behind the doors in a restaurant, you're usually like appalled because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's like Gordon Ramsay or whatever. Uh, what's that show where they help kit, Hell's Hell's Kitchen? Kitchen. Yeah. You think it's like that where everything's pristine? It's like, no, nah. nah, that shit's fucked. It hasn't been touched in a while. <laughs> everything's black back there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But that's awesome. Yeah. That, uh, so the special's coming out. You can get those at CW. Well, this episode will come after, after CW. But where do you guys set up at CW? Yeah. Uh, Gilliard. Okay. In the Gilliard. Yep. Nice. We'll have some apparel, hats. Inside. Cool. Hats on there. Inside. Yeah. yeah. Fancy. Yeah. Where do you get your hats made? Online. That's a great question. Yeah. Somewhere online. Yeah. Online. Yeah. yeah. We left an engineer in charge of that. I don't thought it was a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like them though. Yeah. Good like job, Andrew. I like them too. I was going to put, <laughs> put it on and I forgot. He brought, they brought us a couple hats and a couple pants, which. Thank you, by the way. That's yeah. super awesome. I'm not really good at saying thank you. I never think about it. <laughs> We're going to take a picture of it in the thing. Okay. Um, do, you, do you, we need to talk over one? We could definitely pull one up and talk over it. Uh, if you, it's up to you guys. Whatever it's you up guys to you. Think. Go, go yeah. ahead. Grab which one. Yeah, we can talk about that or hunting and fishing. It doesn't matter to us. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to the hunting and fishing. Yeah, we can do that too. <laughs> Jeff will be here in 10 minutes, but he can wait. He'll be fine. Luckily, everybody we have scheduled is we don't we didn't know y'all, so I was I was like, it's good to have them first. That way, if, if you yeah. know if we go over, everybody else is coming is going to be, gonna be they, they'll be they'll be flexible. You never know. Like so, we've had we've had guests come in and be like, oh, I don't I don't drink, and um, did they read the name of the podcast first? Yes, <laughs> I mean, we, we, confusing. Well, we've had we've had some brands on that are associated with the outdoor space, but then they're super religious and yeah, like they don't. They can't cool. be caught. Yeah, what we didn't want was as soon as the camera comes off, then you're like, let's get some shots going. Yeah, like, we didn't want to have five podcasts where we're having some pours and drinks and then we're we're buzzing when the person walks in and doesn't want to doesn't, doesn't drink. want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. So you can see so kind of basically, Brian, you and I got shafted. No, sorry. Hey. <laughs> well now they know us, we'll be back. No whiskey yet. No, yeah, we we'll hang out now anytime you, you want. Now that we know you guys are here, you're, you're like, also oh, live right down the road. I'm in James Island, but you live right down the road from him, so Okay, see you next week. He's also impossible to get a hold of, including me. So, <laughs> yeah. I, Dude, what do you guys? Is, so, talk. Let's talk to the um. Yeah, let's do that one first. the first one there. Um, that's the original. It's right here. Yeah, that's, that's it. Okay. The OG, right? So, um, probably I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on Brian and tell you a little bit about his um his his oh. negative trait. So we get this. <laughs> we we get, we get we we design this pan and we're going through things and I'm like this thing's beautiful, right? Let's do this. And uh, Brian's like, not quite right yet. Not quite right. Not quite right. So Brian is a perfectionist, and that's good, right? Yeah. And so good and bad, right? <laughs> I'm like, let's go run through the brick wall, and let's do it right now. And then if we fail, we'll, we'll figure out another way to attack it. Yeah. So fail forward. I learned yeah. all my lessons the hard way. Yeah. So and that's why that's why we're a good pair, right? When you, when you deal with the public, it's it's like sometimes you get one shot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's like my from a bad trade is holding back a little bit because is is it what's the is perception going to be? Yeah, right. Because you got you got one shot to to really get people's attention. Right. So Brian kind of told you how we got in just just the into carbon steel pan cooking. Right. He kind of gave you that idea. We didn't talk a whole lot about how we started making the carbon steel pan. So um, Brian's um, he's talking about his pans, and you know, I'm like, well, that's easy. We can we can make that. It's like, well, 
you, yeah, you, you're kind of right. Yeah, we can. And so we started doing it and we were like, well, what's different? What's not out there? And those, so the, the pouring spouts that you see, yeah. um, we couldn't, we didn't see another pan in the market that was carbon steel pan that had pouring spouts. And so that was really what we started with was let's design a pan that has pouring spouts. Okay. okay. And so we came up with that and that took forever. It's Challenges. a, oh man. It's a whole lot easier to make a pan that's just round, but when you introduce that little bit of, of call it deflection, if you will, it changes everything. Yeah. And so it took us a long time to figure that out, and we did. And then so we finally get that pan, um, you know, where we started cooking on it, and we had it. I'm going to say, guys, we probably had these pans in our hands for six to eight months, and uh, he and I were just using them. And, you know, it was one of those things where I hope we make some money on these eventually one day. But Yeah. If not, we just made ourselves a really, really cool awesome yeah, right? <laughs> right? Like nobody else has one but but us. These are cool. Yeah. And what happened is people started, you know, whether they're at our functions or at our house and we're cooking on them, they're like, What, what, what is that? What is that? Yeah. Well, was it one of the kids' birthday parties? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We made it, right? We had a kid's birthday party, it turned into a cooking yeah, fest in the show. But, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we got those pans and then everybody starts liking them. It's like Maybe we got something, right? So yeah. one of the things that customer feedback came back is we when we first put our pans out, that handle there was flat. Okay, so it was it was just it was they extremely flat. Or, and you could feel it a bit on the hands. And so we came back with a well, let's try to curve the handle a bit to make it a little more ergonomical, if you will. And uh when we did it, it made the handle stronger. So we know that. We're fabrication guys, right? We know when you put a bend in something that makes it stronger, yeah. but that wasn't the goal. The goal was ergonomics. So right. We did that, and then we get a really, really strong handle. Um, and we're looking at leather sleeves and stuff. But that, the one you guys cooked on had a leather sleeve on it. Mm -hmm. um, it was nice. So we're looking at offering, nice. offering yeah. leather sleeves as well. And then the evolution just happened. So that was the original plan, uh, original pan, and you know that's kind of your rustic look, what you're used to seeing in a in a um, you know in your grandma's pan, um, but with a, with a longer handle. And then we're like, well, let's do something. Let's do something that's a little more modern. Right. And then so now introduce the low profile pan, which you're holding there. And um, that's called an eight inch low profile pan. Basically, you have no spouts. But what you do have is you have a little lower sides that allow you to get into it a little better with the spatula. Yeah. Kind of gives you, you know, if you're making an omelet or if yeah. you're making a. Yeah, like that. We originally thought it, we originally thought it was going to call the omelet pan. Yeah. You yeah. um, know, well, yeah. and it's way more than an omelet pan, you know. Yeah. Right, right. And so, you know. It's yeah. Shape. Yeah. So we yeah. came up with the low pro and and we actually have a 10 inch model of that. So that's an eight inch model. And we we all our measurements are typically based off the bottom of the pan, right? Um so that eight inch model is about the same size as the 10 inch pan. You even said it when you saw it as bigger. Yeah. That's an eight inch bottom, that's a 10 inch bottom. Yeah. But I thought the, it definitely looks size. bigger. But the sides allow you to now that if you're cooking meat, it can kind of ride up on the sides and you can use it. It also yeah. gives you that oh yeah ability yeah. which is nice so our 10 inch model that we haven't put out yet of that we have it we, we make it and that that is my favorite pan i'm gonna it's buy a, that one i'm gonna i'm gonna take that one i'm gonna buy the 10 inch it's a big yeah. it's a big 10 inch pan it, it's a lot bigger than that you're going to be able to if you're cooking also burgers like yeah if you're cooking wow. burgers you're gonna i can cook for four right my family and have yeah. a couple burgers left over um so i'll that's why the 10 inch low profile is, is my pan that i like the most and it sits it sits on my stovetop and it should be um probably within the next couple of months we'll have that thing hitting the market as well yeah, so, but, so i'll just speak to to kind of streamlining and you know, protecting our price and and doing things like that we've made it where 
and to this point, every product we have fits in two boxes. That 10 inch one is it's a problem. It's a problem for for that. Doesn't say we won't do it and we will do it. It's just we have to come up with a way to to get it to people's hands. Packaging's the best. Package, yeah. So we we've created packaging is expensive. Oh, that's what folks don't know. Oh, yeah, we know. It's, it's very expensive. Yeah. Well, yeah, and what's funny about packaging is it's is it's is it's free. Yeah. Just like everyone thinks shipping is. Like we do free shipping sometimes. It's not actually free. We're paying for it. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, somebody's got to pay for. It. But yeah, the uh, the packaging man. It's like the kit price doesn't change. Like we sold them without a packaging, with a packaging price is the same. But we got what three, two to three dollars in each box. Which I mean, it adds up over time. It eats up. Yeah, yeah. It does. It does. And, yeah, I mean, we, we've went through several iterations of how do we make this insert different than the other insert so the box shape stays the same. So we're only buying, you know, six inserts and two right. boxes to yeah. create yeah. packaging for everything. So the 10-inch, awesome pan, huge, love it. We've got to figure out how to ship it. Yeah. <laughs> I will give a shout out to my wife right quick because she was the one that – so her, she, her, her, her best friend is Dr. Zach Young's wife. Okay. The guy that okay. kind of turned me on to that. Yeah. And she was the one who was like, let's keep, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You and Chris figure it out. Y'all figure it out. Y'all figure it out. I don't want Teflon in my house. My kids were, you know, pretty much just being born. She's like, I just want that to not be in this generation. I'm like, yeah. all right, let's, here we are. So yeah. I'm, well, it's good. It's yeah. uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of ideas usually happen like that. I think where it's like, you have the ability to do something and someone's like, you know what I hate about everyone else doing this. And then you're like, I can do it. It's so that. funny. Cause when you're like, have you ever put on conversation? I'm thinking myself. I, I mean, I work with it every day. No, why would I do that? That's a brilliant idea, Zach. Yeah. I should definitely do that. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, people do it like, the only, the only experience I ever had cooking on carbon steel was, you know, truly doing an oyster yeah. roast with a burlap sack and right. a piece of carbon steel, which nothing to do with this, right? right but right. that's the only experience I had. And then someone's like, you realize that in any hibachi restaurant, that's carbon steel? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, hmm. okay, so what's on the horizon? You should probably start retrofitting, uh, start retrofitting hibachi restaurants with new or, carbon or, steel tops. Or grills. Or make a blackstone for your backyard. Or not, a, right. sorry. Yeah. Make Who, a, uh, what's on the horizon? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe something like that. Cool. That would be dope. I would definitely put, I'm getting ready. I'm thinking about building an outdoor kitchen. Um, and if I do, that would be sick to have. Because yeah. I was, I really don't want a blackstone because it yeah. was like trash like two years later. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where they're made, but yeah. I can take a couple guesses. <laughs> They're not made by Lowe's. I know that much. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, do I? Yeah. Um, yeah. We can definitely talk hunting. We. Did you kill anything this year? We'll start there. I did. I killed. Um, I killed a nine point eight point and made a decent deer. In South Carolina. Yeah, right there, uh, Dorchester County. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice club out You don't there. see that um, much around here anymore. Yeah, they were decent deer. I just, you know, I, I, I hunted two and a half years before I pulled the trigger just because I was, I sometimes I get the, the QDMA stuff in my head and and I, as much as I love that, right, the people in the club have to buy into it. Oh, yeah. Like if it's brown, it's down to type mentality sometimes. I mean, I get it. Hey. That's also a QDMA policy. We, we have had a friend that has a QDMA farm and they kill everything. Yeah. Well, I, he, I mean. Does. Does, does, does. Yeah, yeah, it does. But I'm saying sometimes if you got to put a rule in place that you need four better on one side. Yeah. Yeah. Some we, of the members aren't going to like that. And yeah. that's, yeah. We're, so we're, that we're in a club that has the same thing. It's got to be outside the ears and at least four on one side, which is great. But we have surrounding properties that don't follow that rule. 
And, and if it's not big, big, they're, run, they they're running hunt. dogs, which come on our property. It just it just makes it hard. It's hard. Where, it's, we're leaving. Ridgeville. Off yeah. Givens Ferry. We're leaving because it's, it's just nothing there. I don't know where Givens Ferry is. So uh, you know where the barbecue place is? Dukes. Where the train tracks? Oh, so truly in Ridgeville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. yeah in Ridgeville. Yeah. yeah, so we're just, I mean, essentially Ridgeville, but we have some right there where 78 splits. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then some farther up, like exit 172. Okay. On the. Other side of the interstate. Actually, yeah. backs up right to Orangeburg County, but gotcha. it is we're, we're basically behind the Somerville Airport. You know where that is. Yep. Yeah. I feel like it should be big. That's back a lot of swamp there. back there. A ton yeah. of swamp. And That's if you go out in the swamp and do you want to deal with that, then you can get you some nice deer. Yeah. I'm just personally, yeah. I, I'm not a fair weather hunter. I'll hunt in some bad condition, but um, you talking gators and snakes and mosquitoes all day, I'm a, I'm okay. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> I killed, So the, the nine point I killed was in the swamp this year. Yeah. Yeah, you're actually on that hunt. If it was the edge of a swamp, it'd be one thing, but you're you got actually you'd be in waders hunting. Yeah, yeah we had a we had a decent access yeah. point back there, but um that's what we have. Outside of the access point is waders. Yeah, and the the the, the people we lease it from, it's it's a tree farm. And so each year there's been little sections recently where we went many, many years where they didn't log anything at all. The last six years they've logged a portion here or there every year. And they logged and clear cut the area that included our our past. There, there oh. was a, an old logging road, an older logging road, sure. and they've ruined that. So, the only, so they, you can get up that road to a point, and it's great for hunting wood, wood ducks and stuff back there. They cleared probably six football fields, and then they stacked all the wood up, and then the rain came and flooded it. And so they never came back in there. Never came back so yeah. all the wood fell down and flo- floated around, and now it's just, if you go back, you're going to hurt yourself. The water's probably not more than knee deep. But you can't see what you're stepping on or stepping. It's a, it's, it's just an ankle at this or a point, broken leg waiting yeah. to happen. Yeah, those logs are six years old, so they're just slippery. Yeah, like you just slime. It's just not worth it. Yeah, got it. Go ahead. Where do you where do you make your duck calls at? You on guys make duck calls. Yeah, on a lathe. On a lathe here. Uh, you don't have to answer that. I want one. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about duck hunting. I want to know about you guys duck hunting. We'll tell you it's we so we have a we ten ninety nine a a guy that we met right out of college mm-hmm. that was making calls okay and uh, he's better at it than we are mm-hmm. to be honest yeah. so yes it's our wood sure and he's ten ninety nine so he's technically an employee um so yeah it's we don't outsource to anyone it is our design our so like, is he in South stuff. Carolina he's right he's in right North, on the border North, North Carolina, Carolina. Yeah. Oh, yeah cool cool he's good he's a good guy and and the reason we went with him is we had the idea initially mm-hmm. we. We were already full to the gills with our other products that, mm-hmm. that we make, and we wanted to add game calls. Um, we didn't have the bandwidth to make sure. them ourselves, and so we sent. We wanted to make them out of barrel wood, so everything that we make is made from barrel wood. Sweet white oak. Uh, you can you can see the char, you can see the the, the lines from the barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, we could not find anybody that did white labeling, which are usually your bigger shops. That was willing to try and work with that material because right. they want to put big pieces of material yeah, so into machines. So he's asking yeah. how you get a duck hole diameter. So they, it's they're the lids are about one inch thick. So it's it's two two or three of those glued together, two. and yeah. then uh, and then just it, they're hand turned on a lathe. So as guys are saying, these shops wanted to just throw it in a machine and cut it, but not no wood barrel is the same size. They're all various shapes. So you can't, <laughs> whoa, you can't just throw, I don't know what that was. 
<laughs> that was a call. You can't just throw it in a yeah. <laughs> you just can't just throw it. Jeez, oh, there's another one. <coughs> All right, I'll try. Help him out, Gus. You can't just throw it into a you know a big machine. You know, yeah, engineering type lathe. Sure. It just blows up the material. Yep. Yep. We needed someone who was willing to take on the challenge of working with this and taking their time, and he was willing to do that. Um, and he's done a phenomenal job. And yeah, so, he makes it's. We do see when you blow it. You, I, we we tell everybody all the time because we work a bunch of market stuff, and mm -hmm. it's like if you're a duck hunter and you pick that thing up and put your mouth on it, you're gonna buy it. So I'm just giving you a warning, right? Right. Well, I'm game. game. I'm ready for sure, it. Yeah. 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 And do you, um, do you guys do you guys hunt duck, ducks a good bit or not? Two of you try to. Yeah, it's, it's you know life, but yeah. we're more in a obviously whitetail hunting, and mm -hmm. that's I mean August fifteenth to January first, we're we're out there every chance we can. Sure. Um, and then usually come January first, that's our our club. You can only duck hunt in January because it's a deer club, right? Yep. So come January first, I'm I'm ready. For, I'm ready for a break. So. Yeah. I usually don't if it if we go out with people. We'll go somewhere, but it's just like we just get a guide, so I don't even call anyway. Gotcha. I know how to use it just for shows and stuff. Like sure. I can run a call, but I've I've never used it in the woods. I have used our wood duck call, and it worked immediately. Yeah, cool. They were awesome. flying over, and I I hit it like twice, and an entire group just kind of dove right down. My problem is that I've been spoiled by going out to Tennessee and and hunting ducks there, and hunting in Louisiana where my family's from, and then try to hunt here. And it's just not the same yeah no i spent <laughs> I, I spent a couple of weeks out west and so yeah every year and, yeah um so i, I mean I, I, the public right i hunt all public and so i nice. mean hunting for me is I, again i like first of all deer love to eat like venison yes I mean, that's what i want I, I prefer that over anything eating wise um but duck hunting is uh, it, publicly yeah and Arkansas, Kansas, Oklahoma, that stuff. Yep. That's really what drives me. And so that's why I was so interested when you said you made calls. I'm like, man, I can't wait to get my hands on one of those and yeah, try man. it out. So I yeah. spent a lot of time doing that. And if I, you know, if work didn't get in the way, I'd probably spend 60 days out there. <laughs> Brian makes a good work. Yeah. Well, I think we could probably trade one for those pans. So yeah, we can do uh, that. that sounds good. Come see us at Sea. We will set you one aside. You want one too? All right. You want a turkey call or you want a duck call? I want a duck call. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we'll set a couple aside. That's easy. Too easy. Easy day. Oh yeah. Bartering. <laughs> Dude, that's uh that's that's I'd rather barter than pay for anything. hundred percent. So you did you guys just say that the lease you're not going back? Or Probably not. No. You're not. So what's the plan? Probably hunt more public. Public land. Hunt public. Yeah, you know, the money we've been spending each year that on, was that, the name of that. on that club. We uh we were just talking about taking that money and setting it aside anyways and Taking some trips, we we went elk hunting a couple of years ago um, in Colorado. Didn't have any luck. Fell in love with the whole process and would like to sure do that. Man. Would like to do that more often. Um, you know, I've got a, a 17 year old son. I'd like to to get out and experience that. And um, you know, just the that property is super convenient. You know, we've got a range, we've got a clubhouse. It's very nice. But when the five out of the 20 members are the only ones maintaining it yeah nobody maintains it. keeping so it yeah. keeping it clean it just gets to be more work than anything and it's sure. we also yeah. picked up a broadhead sponsor um and they they've invited us to a lot of stuff so it maybe yeah. we just do that yeah yeah and i don't really yeah. necessarily need yeah, to that, kill that's, that's just that's just scratch the itch i'm sure yeah oh, i don't yeah. necessarily even need to kill every time like i don't mind going and filming and just helping pack yeah, out meat that's oh, yeah. nothing to do with all that yeah, yeah. Camp. Camp. That's all right okay. I think we'll close this out. I'm glad awesome. you guys came. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, tell, tell them where they can find you, social quick, media and all that. Yeah, it always goes fast. Oh, yeah. Great question. Castawaycarbon.com. 
Yeah. All right. And Instagram, social media. Instagram, Facebook. All Castaway Carbon. Castaway Carbon. Sweet. All right. Cool. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for the pans. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we'll yeah we're this. excited to do some more. We'll do this again. Yeah, sure. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all are good dudes. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. Cheers, everybody.